0: The cheese heads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is packs what she said. Now here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Why is it that you're so quick to blame the quarterback? I get it. It's easy to, he's the face of the franchise. He's the one that holds the ball. He's the most important player on offense, but I don't know how you watch this Vikings game and come away thinking that Jordan Love was the reason why they lost this game. Because yeah, I mean, I'm pointing to drops and I'm pointing to poor run blocking and I'm pointing to some play calling. I'm still pointing to some play calling. Some of it is real sus to me.
1: Yeah, I mean we it, it just I uh I said this on packaday last night to Kyle and Andrew, but I think the identity of the Packers offense is that everything is harder than it needs to be like the, the easy things are hard and the hard things are impossible. And you're never ever going to win a football game. If you can't even do the easy things, right. They're like the most penalized team in the NFL. They can't get out of their own way. Every time there's like a promising drive, there's a false start. There's an ili- ineligible man downfield. The love to Dobbs connection on the f- opening drive that did not stand because of the Rashid Walker penalty was brutal. a thing of beauty. It was Gorgeous! That was everything you wanted out of your quarterback, everything you wanted out of your wide receiver. Those are the kinds of plays that you build on. And then a shitty penalty brings it back. And you're just like, okay, well, that was it. That was the momentum that we lost for like the entire quarter.
0: It's so brutal to watch. They literally beat themselves. They do not allow themselves to have nice things. And the Packers even switched out Rashid for Yash, which I was like, okay, cool a change and then Yash gets hurt it's just like they can't get out of their own way and again like penalties are tough because it's execution it's poor execution but it goes back to just like not being well prepared and well coached and like it's hard to point blame in places but i just think it's like why are your guys not prepared
1: and I mean, I understand, like, there's a stubbornness to coaching. And I think sometimes you have to be stubborn to be successful because there are certain things that, you know, your coaching staff is not going to to give up on and whatever, but if you know the season's over, right? Like the Packers aren't going into the locker room every day going like we're playoffs. Like we're, we're, we're not talking about playoffs. Like we understand that at this point, even if you had those expectations at the beginning of the season. And I'm also not saying Matt LaFleur is going up to the whiteboard and going like it is tank season. But if you're, you have to be willing to at least now try to figure things out. You have a third round pick in Sean Ryan. What was the point of that draft pick? Like, why are you not figuring things out around your offensive line? Like, you can't tell me that every single time they watch tape, they're like, yes, these are the perfect five. This is the perfect alignment of our perfect five. Like how bad are the guys behind them? If that's what you're trotting out every single week. And if they are that bad, then the fingers start getting pointed at guys like Brian Gutekunst, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I. Ooh, there's so much to unpack here. (laughs) There's so much to unpack. Um, I think the conversation about Brian Gutekunst is for the off season.
1: Oh yeah. Because be I do,
0: I do think you make a good point where it's like, okay, we have seen now like this, this is the roster that we've been given. And it's like, now, now we need to make some decisions about who stepped up this year and who didn't. And it is a roster oh, that's yeah. drafted and developed. Like, right. Right. You, you, this is your philosophy. Did it work? Did it not? Who worked? who didn't and in a season where pretty much it was open table season for anyone, whether you were drafted, whether you not, where you were drafted didn't matter. Like, like you said, it's not the best five out there, but if you're not getting playtime, there's serious questions here. And so if you aren't getting playtime this year, Do you even deserve a roster spot? But these are off-season questions, right? Of like, again, the E word evaluation. (laughs) Um, Like there's going to be some, I hope, some serious changes. But that's my other thing about this team is like, are they super averse to serious changes? Because if they don't make them, are they just going to be stuck in this like weird purgatory? To go back to the game
1: which we should do at some point we should
0: to go back to the game (laughs) my point stands in that it just wasn't love and that's not to say again that he was perfect obviously he wasn't perfect but it's really hard to be perfect when your guys are continuing to make mistakes around you like you said penalties that back you up and again like it's a snowball effect like, take the Rasheed Walker thing, right? Love Love and Dobbs come up with an amazing what-should-be chain-moving throw-and-catch. You get backed up. Then it completely changes the, the call that Matt LaFleur is able, like, to throw in. Your momentum is off. Your guys are off. Your timing's off. You can't get into a rhythm. And you punt, then you flip it. Your defense, I'm trying to remember if they ended up they ended up letting the Vikings go down the field, right? And then they missed the field goal? Or had that yeah. already happened? And That's what that, happened. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you get a stop, kind of. But it's just like everything gets thrown. And this team is so... I don't know. I just feel like every little bump every little bruise is not like oh it's just a little speed bump it's like a huge hump it's like a mountain become it's like a mountain grows out of a molehill and they have to like they take whole quarters just to like come down they had more penalties than they did first downs in the whole half yeah you know these are these are things that like young teams can't come back from you know you look at like old packers teams with Aaron Rodgers led, like, these didn't, these, di- this didn't happen. And if it did happen, you snap back from this because you have a Cobb or a Brian Bulaga, right? Or a Corey Lindsley or guys who just like, didn't let this stuff happen, Or you had an Aaron Rodgers who's throwing daggers at you <laughs> and you're not getting the
1: ball. That's the problem is your love. Isn't mean enough. Honestly, that's what we've unearthed. Is that the today. Problem?
0: No, I mean, no, I'm not advocating for that. Actually, but, <laughs> no, but like the the point stands is like these things weren't tolerated, and I think yeah. there there does need to be a little bit of that level of like this doesn't fly here, um, and I think the only person in this locker room who has having that mentality right now is Rasul Douglas, because yeah. he's like, no, we're not we're not doing this young team thing anymore. We're not letting this stuff fly. Like we have all played organized football before like these guys need to get their shit together and I think it's important it's really important because like they also need to you can't let yourself go out there and be like oh I'm just the young guy (laughs) oh I can make mistakes no that's why I'm like I'm supremely disappointed in Christian Watson so far this season I don't know how you feel but I'm disappointed like We saw what he could do last year, and it's not like Jordan Love isn't getting him the ball. So, like, what gives?
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed in all of them. And, like, I... I know we, you know, we'll probably talk about it a little bit later with the game balls thing. But on Pack a Day yesterday, my game ball went to AJ Dillon because I felt like he was the only person that was consistently generating a spark. And I'm not saying it was on the ground, <laughs> but he led the team in receptions. You know, he moved the chains a couple times. And before we get into that, we can we can have that conversation later. One first down on a rushing play. The entire game, one first down was a run play. I just I don't know how that happens and it's malpractice what's going on with Aaron Jones like if he's on that limited of a snap count then I think he should have gone on IR you know like this will they won't they like can he play can't he play like if he's hurt then let him rest because if you can't utilize him effectively and he's just gonna go out there for like 10 snaps a game and like risk tweaking something and like re-aggravating it then this is gonna that's not fair to anybody and if Aaron Jones can't be a spark for your run game and get things going, then there's something really wrong. And I no, think you talked too. about the really wrong thing is the the offensive line here, but like it's just third down efficiency, five of 14, 35% on third downs. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins had like a almost perfect passer rating against the Niners on third down. Like everything that we knew the Packers had to plan for, I, it's like, it's like you gave them the, the test sheet, right? And you had all the answers filled in and you're like, you just got to, then walk before
0: to the- before we switch to the defense, because I'm going to go scorched earth on this defense really fast. Um, I want to talk about the Packers offense in the red zone. Okay,
1: <laughs> take it away.
0: Because I watch like we've mentioned, right? They've gotten down. They were one of the best teams in the red zone for the first like couple of weeks in the mm-hmm. season, right? And all of a sudden, they're getting down into the red zone, and they're scoring no points. And I find the play calling down in the red zone really confusing. Mm-hmm. Not bad, just confusing. And I honestly, some of the play calling – and I, this, is, this is something that I think we've talked about on the show previously, but just as an example. You get down to the red zone, and it's first and goal, and you call inside zone with A.J. Dillon – straight into the butt of your interior offensive lineman goes nowhere one yard. Okay. Basically a draw play. You, you basically give up a, give up a down second and goal, same yardage. And now all of a sudden your play call is completely different. And it wasn't until fourth down where it's, it's do or die where you draw up something interesting, right? It's not a fade to the back of the end zone where you're making your guy do a contested catch, which your wide receivers have proven time and time again that they are bad at this season. I just gave you the stats. They're not good, unless it's Romeo Dobbs. So you finally draw up something interesting. And look here, it's a touchdown. I just, I don't, like, it's the same thing we've talked about, right? Where it's, you know, draw, draw, draw. <laughs> Inside zone, inside zone run. One yard, one yard, one yard. All of a sudden, it's third down. You don't get the third down. And then you do, on fourth down, the really interesting little, like, tight end leak out to Luke Musgrave. And, oh, look, you have a first down. And it's like, well, why didn't you do that on third down? Why didn't you do that on first and second down? If you know that it works. Why are you doing these in do or die situations, Maddie? I just, these are my questions for LaFleur. And so if there are... Beat reporters out there listening, like, if you want to ask him about situational play calls, like, these are my questions. Because I know he has them. And there are things that are working. Like, I'm not sitting here and saying, like, they're punting on every single um, drive. Like, they're not. We're watching these games. There are things on offense that are working. But it's just, like, situationally, what's working and what's being called doesn't seem to be matching up. And that's where my questions are, is that like, when is it going to click?